Good morning, members of the Commission, um, ladies and gentlemen, and Mr. and Mrs. Thiessen. Uh, my name is Louis Brown. I am a uh, partner with a law firm, uh, Willows Welsh, uh, Oren Brundage, LLP in Regina, uh, and I'm delighted to uh, be one of the volunteer lawyers um, working with the Commission here in Saskatchewan. Mr. Thiessen, Mrs. Thiessen, good morning. I'm going to start with you, Mr. Thiessen. Uh, can you please state your name uh, and spell your last name for the inquiry, please? My name is Suzanne Thiessen, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, Thiessen, T-H-E-S-E-N. Thank you, Mr. Thiessen. And would you prefer to swear an oath or solemnly affirm? Um, it makes no difference. Okay. Uh, do you swear that the testimony you are about to give in this National Citizens Inquiry will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Thiessen, can you please state your name and spell your last name for us? Barry Thiessen. B-A-R-R-Y. Thiessen is T-H-E-S-E-N. Thank you. And Mr. Thiessen, would you prefer to swear an oath or solemnly affirm? Don't matter. Okay. Uh, Mr. Thiessen, do you swear that the testimony you are about to give in this National Citizens Inquiry will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes. Thank you. So, Mrs. Thiessen, I wanted to start with you, um, just because uh, it, it is perhaps a little bit unusual, certainly in a court uh, proceeding, to have two people testifying at the same time. Can you just please tell us, what is your relationship with uh, Mr. Thiessen? Um, Barry Thiessen is my husband. Um, that's it. <laughs> sure. And how long have you folks been married? Oh, we've been married about uh, how many years, Barry? Forty-some years. Okay. Um, and then so briefly, um, we're going to get into it in details, but just in kind of 30 to 45 yeah. seconds, why are you testifying with uh, your husband here today? Um, well, I'm here to help Barry. Um, it's, it's very difficult for both of us to be here. Like we, Barry was quite severely injured and um, it's left him with very, it's very difficult for him to express himself and say what he wants to say. He can't find his words, things like that. Um, the reason we decided to come was because our, for every one of us that testifies, there's probably thousands that have a story to tell. And so um, I do have notes here, and I am going to try to help Barry with his testimony. Sure, thanks very much. So um, we're going to get to the incident which brings you here today, but I just want to have a, a reference point because we don't, we don't know uh, Mr. Thiessen. Um, so just, can you just give us again a 30 to 60 second description of your husband in terms of energy, activities, and overall health before May of 2021? Okay, um, I'll let Barry say a little bit about himself. What do you want to say, Barry? You can see it. <clears throat> um, I'm just uh, <laughs> an old re <clears throat> retired farmer, and um, used to um, 
also a bulk fuel and fertilizer company agency I owned and sold. And uh, that's what we did before we retired. And so, um, Mr. or Ms. Thiessen, can you just tell us a little bit about how Mr. Thiessen was before May of 2021, okay. just in terms of his uh, overall energy activities and, and health? Okay. Um, Barry was a, actually, he's being quite modest here. He was a large farm owner and he, he ran an imperial oil agency, uh, which is a fairly large business. And um, he was involved in various committees. Uh, he was very active in the community. We had recently retired. And so we were spending more time traveling. We were spending more time uh, with our grandchildren. And he was active and, and well. Excellent. OK, thank you. So I'd like to go through your evidence kind of in time frames, OK? So we're going to talk about certain time frames, what happened during those time frames, okay. and then we'll move on to the next time frame, OK? So we've now covered before um, May of 2021. Can you tell us what happened uh, in May uh, of 2021, please? In May 21, Barry had his first Moderna shot, and um, he was not, um, he didn't have a serious reactions. He had a few, and he's going to tell you what kind, okay? After your first shot. Um, after the first shot, um, I, <clears throat> we were just, <clears throat> we were uptown in Malfort and took the shot and it um, made me feel pretty, not very good for about two hours or three hours and it wasn't, wasn't real bad. Had a sore arm, you know, uh, everything outside of that. It wasn't much problem. Okay, great. And then um, let's carry forward then to what happened next that's relevant for the inquiry. And if um, it, it may be, uh, sorry, can you tell us the date? Do you remember the date that that first uh, vaccine occurred? Um, I'll help him with that a little bit. Uh, he has a difficult time with events and time and remembering things. So, okay, Barry... Um, well, first of all, maybe I can say that he was hesitant on getting this shot. And the reason he finally decided was because he was trying to convince me to get the shot so we could continue our travels like we, we had planned. Um, and also his father was in a nursing home. And in order to visit his dad, he had to get um, a shot. When I chose not to have my shot, um, then that meant that I couldn't see him unless it was through a window. And after that, when he wasn't well, it was not at all. And I'll probably live this with this for the rest of my life, but I was not able to be with him when he passed away, um, which was not, was of course during COVID times. Um, but um, okay, so Barry, he went for his second Moderna hold, shot. Hold, hold on a second. Mr. Yeah, when did the first shot occur, please? Pardon me? When did the first shot occur? Okay, the first shot was in May 2021. Do you remember the date? Um, yes, I do. 
um, I think it was May 5th. I don't, and uh, the second shot was in Melfort on May 10th. The second shot was on May 10th? Yes, 2021 again. Okay. Um, uh, so when was the first shot, sorry, and when was the second? Um, it was May. Oh, just take your time, Mrs. Right here. Just take your travel. time. Okay. Oh, sorry. May 10th, 2021 was in, in the mall. And what was that? What happened on that date? Um, he was that the first or the second shot? That's the first shot. Okay, and so we he have the said so he Mrs. had, pardon me? So what we have then is the first shot happening on May 10th, 2021. Yes, is sorry. that correct? Yes. And where did that shot occur? That was in Melfort and it was Moderna. And that's in, the, in which province? Which province are we talking about? That's the first shot, yeah. Which province did that occur in? Which mall? No, it was in Melford. What is the province that Melford's located in? I, I just can't lead you, so just please tell us what province that's located in. Oh, in the province? It happened in Arborfield, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Okay, thank okay. you. Okay, yes. Um, okay, so please carry on. What happened after, um, after that? We can carry on to the second shot okay. now. So, um, and the, his second shot was on July 13th, 2021, at 11 o'clock. Okay, where did that occur? That happened in Nippon, again, Saskatchewan. Okay, thank you. Um, and then, so what happened? Uh, tell okay. us what happened. Well, Nippon is about a half hour away from us, and the pharmacist did have him sign a consent, and I have it here. Okay. I went and got it. And nowhere on the consent, first of all, does it say anything about uh, side effects or injuries, possible injuries. Uh, it's very basics. Um, so they did make him wait also 15 minutes. Like the, and he, didn't, he started feeling unwell once he went back to his truck. And... Um, should I let Barry say a little bit, yeah, and I'll, I, I'll fill in if he has trouble, okay? And I just want, can we just understand, Ms. Thiessen, yes. were you with him in the truck? No. Uh, okay, yeah, please. Let, I, I, was, um, I was actually, I'm a substitute teacher, so I was subbing that day, so I didn't see him till a little bit uh, later on. But um, Barry, should I let Barry say? Sure, okay, sure. Barry, Let's... can you say how you felt? Uh, <clears throat> I um, didn't feel too bad to start with, and was probably maybe a half hour later. I started feeling really quite sick, and I just didn't know how to deal with it. I should drive home or what? And then I kind of backed off and and just sat around for a while, and then I, well, I went home, feeling a little better. By the time I got to home. I was, I was really in bad shape. I shouldn't have been, I shouldn't have been driving. When I got home, I got in the house and I could hardly get, I barely got up the stairs into the house. And uh, I, what happened then? Okay, this is what um, Barry told me earlier, like, and I wrote it down. He says he, he thought he was going to pass out when he was in his truck, so he had to wait in his truck for a little bit until he felt more um, stable. 
He was very dizzy and he felt like vomiting. So he, um, after waiting in his truck for a little bit, he got home and by the time he was home, he was shaking uncontrollably. He said it was almost like convulsions. It was just like all over the place. He was sweating, um, almost like dripping wet, and yet he was very, very cold. Um, he could barely make it up the stairs, and he went straight to bed. And then when I got home, um, I couldn't wake him up, and I was quite worried about him. And off and on during the night, he was like, it was like uh, he was laying still, shaking a little bit, but then all of a sudden, again, he would start shaking uncontrollably with his arms flaying and um, all over. It was like convulsing. And did um, you suggest anything to him at that point? Did you suggest anything to him at that point? Um, I did not. I tried to wake him up, and then I thought, well, maybe he'll feel better in the morning. And, and then I fell asleep for a while, and then I'd wake up when he was, you know, shaking all over the place. Um, Barry didn't get up till uh, about nine o'clock in the morning. So he slept like a long time. Um, when he got up, I had been up for a while. When he got up, it was like shocking. He, his right side of his mouth was drooped his body and shoulders were drooped. His eyes were wrong. They weren't, they weren't right. They were like unmoving. His arms just hung to his side. He was shuffling his feet and he was walking very, very slowly, almost like as if he was in a fog. Um, Barry told me, I asked him, how, how are you feeling? And he said he felt weak and he felt like he had been beat up, like a car had run over him. He was extremely disoriented, couldn't speak. He, if he tried to say a sentence, it was wrong. It wasn't the proper words or the proper structure. Um, he was finding it really, really difficult to process things. For example, if I would give him a dish and I'd say, uh, can you go put this in the fridge? He would take it and it was almost like zombie-like. Um, he would take it and turn around in the opposite direction that he was supposed to go to and start working, walking towards, um, let's say, the stairs and then he would just stop, and he didn't know what he was supposed to do, where he was. And so <clears throat> simple things like, for example, he'd say, I'm going to bed. And I would watch him head to the wrong room. He would go in, um, in the opposite room, and he'd look around in the room, and he didn't know that, he, and then finally he'd turn around and look again around, and finally he'd find his way. I was just observing him. Um, that night and for the following few weeks, because this went on for 
quite a few weeks. Barry remembers practically nothing of those two weeks. Uh, he, um, when I went to bed, he said, do you, do you, are you coming to bed? I said, yes. He says, well, do you sleep here? I said, yes. Oh, well, that's nice. Okay. And so it's just that he did not know what was going on. He was, um, I asked him to go, like when he woke up, I asked him, I said, I didn't ask him, I said, we should go to the hospital. It, I felt like he, like it was probably a stroke or something. And he said, no. Do you want to say why he didn't want to go to the hospital? No, you better say it. I don't think I can say it. No, you can't. Okay. Barry said he didn't want to go to the hospital because he was scared that he was going to be stuck there and I wouldn't be able to visit and he was going to die alone. And so we, my, my sister's a nurse and she came over and she, she says, I'm not a doctor, but I think he had a stroke. You should go to the hospital. And Barry again insisted, no, I've had enough. And so my opinion, I guess, was that the damage had been done, and I was also afraid of, of him going in there and not, never getting out. Um, do you have anything to add to that? Okay. Can we skip to what, what he's left with now? Um, I just wanted to ask you, Ms. Yeah. Thiessen, um, so we're in, we're in the very brief aftermath of the second shot. So right after the shot, you've described a number of your observations of your husband, um, but can you just identify what, what, what was his appearance like? What was his face color like at that point? Was it his normal? His face? Face color, like the color of his skin. Oh, is. it was, he, he was like ash white, like ashy gray white. Okay. Um, okay, sure. Thank you. Um, in and around that time, um, was there any um, interactions uh, with your family physician, with Barry's family physician? No. Okay. Um, why don't we go then to how we're doing today? How, how are we doing okay. in, the, in the recent, uh, you know, lately? Um, cognitively, and, and Barry can help me with that if you I'll, I'll get him to talk. Cognitively, his, he says his brain is like it's in a fog all the time. And he finds it difficult to express himself, to make decisions. Um, he can't say what he wants. And the weird thing is, is he now has like visions and he'll explain that to you a little bit. It's just now, <clears throat> it's just like the birds came into your house and they're flying around in there. And uh, it's not really, it's like a shadow of a bird. And it's, it drives you crazy, <laughs> I mean, I guess. Makes you just wonder what's going on, eh? Like, and you just... It's, um... It kind of comes and goes, you know, it isn't... 
isn't constant. Like the last couple of weeks, I've been really quite well, I thought. And before that, it seemed like, but there's, <laughs> all it is is just like animals or birds or whatever, and they kind of flutter around and I don't know, it's weird. But I also read where it's a problem. How did that go? That's well, just recently, uh, I, I saw that um, because I thought it, it was so strange um, that I read that it's one of the things that other people have um, also experiencing. I don't know for sure, but um, another thing that Barry keeps commenting on is like there's people in our house um, and then when we almost Barry um, Barry likes to set the table before we're going to eat and almost every time even yet today he'll say how many people are here and I'll say just you and I oh I thought there was more people I said no there's just you and I and he he keeps thinking that his either his grandson's downstairs or he says like he he hears voices he thinks people are here um and then um also another thing that is happening to him now it it very will confirm that he says that it hasn't happened in the last couple of weeks but um, for example, I will send him off to the neighboring town, which is like seven kilometers away, to his daughter's place. And I'll say, um, she's waiting for you for supper. I'm going to be away. And he will go towards that town. And all of a sudden, he will have to pull over and stop because he doesn't remember where he's going. He doesn't remember why he's going. And so it's almost like he, he, well, he explained it as a total blank. He just goes totally blank. And then, um, and then uh, he, um, after sitting for a little while, sometimes they'll come back. But even then, like, he's very disoriented. He gets into that town, and he doesn't remember where the house is. And Mrs. He, Thiessen... Can you tell us, uh, can you or, or, or Barry tell us, uh, how are, how's Barry's strength doing these days? How is his walking, his legs? His walking now? And his strength, his overall his physical strength. strength. Barry? Oh, I guess. Um, he's extremely weak. His knees, and uh, he'll talk to you about the pain that he has, like a constant pain. But anyway, his knees, it's all like, he has to be very, very careful. When he goes up the stairs, quite often even holding on to the railing isn't good enough. He'll use his hands and put them on the steps in front of him one at a time. Uh, when he goes down the stairs, he goes um, one foot at a time, like a, like a two-year-old, where you go one foot, two feet at the same step, and then keep going that way. He's cannot, um, he's lost a lot of his strength. He's lost his um, appetite. 
he's lost weight. Um, he he has like a, a very very hard time with um, dates, events. For example, if he knows he has an appointment, I'll write it down on a calendar, and he has it on his phone. But every day he has me check to make sure, like, when is my appointment? I said, well, it's, it's like still five days away. Okay. Well, the next day he'll ask me the same thing. When is your appointment? And then I'll repeat that. He also, Barry also does that with other things. Um, there's certain things that really bother him and he doesn't remember, so it has to be um, checked every day. So he wants to use the car to go uptown. He will say, are my plates good? Yes. Okay. Are my, is my license good? Yes. Well, how do you know? And it's because we checked the day before, right? So then he, um, he will go to the car and get the registration and he'll bring it in and it's very difficult for him to process like the expiry date. So he'll say, can you help me with this? Like, what does it say? How long? And I'll say, you're good for six months. Okay. And the next day it's the same thing. Um, TV is, he struggles with uh, the remote trying to find uh, channels. I also often like go and set it up for him, ask him what he feels like watching. Um, paying bills, I had to, um, he has to depend on me for a lot now. So like I pay the bills, um, I do the banking, uh, even business. And his credit cards and debit cards are extremely confusing for him. Like, uh, he'll go, to, he'll say, okay, I'm going to go get some money. Which card do I use? And I say, are you, if you're using the um, ATM, you'll just use your debit. Which one? This one. Yes. So he'll go and use that card. And then he'll come back and he'll say, it didn't work. And I'll say, which card did you use? Sometimes he'll say he used the black card, like the MasterCard. Or sometimes he'll say, I used this number. Oh, okay, that's for the other card. Because he still has a business card and he has a, a personal card and we have a, so MasterCards. And so for him, that's like a lot. Um, do you want to say anything, Barry? Are you okay? That's enough. Huh? That's enough. That's enough? <laughs> I know. And, and Mr. and Mrs. Thiessen, you're both doing very well, and we're coming to the end here. Yes. I just want to confirm something before I invite the commissioners uh, to ask questions. Um, Mrs. Thiessen, everything we've discussed today occurred in the province of Saskatchewan, Canada. Is that correct? That is correct. Both shots were in Saskatchewan, and we live in Saskatchewan uh, and have for a long time. 
Okay, thank you. Uh, at this time, I just I do have maybe one or two more questions, but they're conclusion questions. I'll just invite uh, the commission if they have any questions uh, yeah. of you, Mr. I, I also, we did end up going to the doctor. So do you want to know how we recorded? Um, it was recorded, his injury. Are, are we talking about the VAERS the system? Um, both. We went to... We went to the doctor first. Um, there is one doctor that very kind of, like, he very trusts. His name is Dr. Fowler, and he lives in Carrot River. And um, due to lockdowns, we had to do a phone interview. And I asked Dr. Fowler, we did, um, we had on a speakerphone, and so we kind of did it together. And, um, I asked Dr. Fowler to file the injury report. And Dr. Fowler was extremely hesitant. And he says, you do realize that this, you're, you're the first person that has ever had an injury that I know of. And I'll say, it doesn't matter. I want this recorded. I want it sent away to, um, so, um, then he would, he'd say, these forms are like really long and difficult. It'll take us a really long time. Are you sure you want to proceed? And I would say, yes. And, um, he says, well, it does appear like your son, your, your, your husband suffered a stroke. But maybe it was a coincidence. Maybe it had nothing to do with it. I said, please, rep please, we're asking you to report the injury. And so off we did, he did go ahead and he did finish um, recording it. And we're, we're hoping he sent it away. Um, and he he did follow up and he wanted us to go see a neurologist and when the appointment came when it came time to for Barry to go see the neurologist Barry refused he said no and we can we can maybe just uh, pause there for a second Ms. Yes. Stephen. why don't we invite the commissioners to ask some questions and okay. then uh, and then we'll just carry on i don't know if the commission has any questions but then if not then i'll i'll okay. wrap up We're good. You've answered uh, all their questions. So my my second last question for you is, um, in summary, uh, in just like you know, 60 seconds or so, what would you like this inquiry and Canadians at large to take away from your evidence today? Well, first of all, I don't think I don't think Barry would have taken the vaxxed or the, the in shot. I guess I would call it. Um, if they would have properly warned him that there was going to be some side effects, possible side effects. Um, Barry's always been fairly trusting of, um, of the institutions and doctors and the government. And, and I just know, like, he just, he just thought it was just harmless. It's just like, we've always taken vaccines, like, um, and, and, and another thing is like, 
the coercion that went on to get these shots. Like also Barry probably wouldn't have gotten that shot if, if he knew he could have traveled without the shot. Um, and also if you could go and visit people in the nursing home without the shot. Um, yeah. And we, we may have covered it, and there may not be anything more to say, but I want to make sure that you feel you've had your day in court, so to speak. So my last question for you, is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Um, uh, we just feel like this injury was totally unnecessary. It, it was preventable. Um, this injury has changed our life forever. It's stolen our dreams of and retirement and and our our retirement plans. It's stolen everything from us, and like Barry's the real hero here to be here today. This is difficult for him to to say um, how how it's affected him and how it's damaged him. Um, the world needs to know how what it's done to people. Uh, and then this has nothing to do with um, with our injury, but I do have one thing as a teacher. Can I say something? It's your evidence. Okay. Um, I'm still substitute teaching, and um, I was um, I was on um, on a leave for a few months. And I was teaching in the grade one and two classroom. And what I saw was horrific. If you can imagine in the middle of winter when kids go outside to play and they have runny noses and they come back and their masks are frozen on their face and in the classroom, they're wearing those wet masks. And if ever somebody came in the classroom, they were told to put their masks on, put them up, put them up. And another thing that's damaging that not that many people talk about is everywhere you go, they have these sanitizers. And when you first get into the door, they had the kids had to go and line up and get their temperature taken. And they had to also, they would squirt stuff, this sanitizer on their hands. Kids' hands would get raw. And they thought it was fun. And then they would go in the classroom, and there was one in the classroom. Now, I would discourage them. I would say, no, you can't. But then they had to use them like before they ate, after they ate, before they went outside, after they went outside, before they went home, after they came into school, and it was on and on. And then parents would also buy them sanitizers that they would put on their desk and use like 10, 15, 20 times a day. And then they would eat their sandwich. like. Um, Kids would come in 
an hour late. And, um, and then they would say, I'm late because I just had my shot. It was beyond difficult. I had to turn around and just like, just get, kind of like get old myself a little bit. I just kept thinking, what if that child gets hurt, injured like my husband? What if? That's all I want to say. Thank you, Mrs. Thiessen. I just want to make sure if Mr. Thiessen has any concluding thoughts. If not, that's totally fine. No, everything's good. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Thiessen, thank you very much for giving us your evidence today. Thank you.